What does The Little Mermaid have to do with being a playback tech and how can you get started as a playback tech? We'll discuss all that and more on today's episode of Behind the Space Bar. Hey everyone and welcome to Behind the Space Bar. This is the podcast for musicians, music directors, playback techs, really anyone that uses Ableton Live on stage. If that's you, you're in the right place. If this is your first time, then welcome. If not, then welcome back to the show. I'm in my brand new studio space here. We are setting it up uh, slowly but surely. So the video is going to look a little different. The audio is going to sound a little different, but we'll be getting that dialed in over the next few weeks. But uh, thanks for coming back. Thanks for joining me for the first time. And this is your first time. Today, I want to talk about how to become a playback tech. Now, this topic came up on our monthly call that we had a few days ago for From Studio to Stage subscribers. Orville asked this question. He said, how can I get started uh, as a playback tech? What are the opportunities available to me as a playback tech? And uh, we discussed that on the call. We had a blast. And I thought I would uh, take some of the things that I shared on that call and share with you guys today because I think um, uh, this applies to a lot of us, whether you're watching this as a playback tech or as uh, someone who wants to get started. I hope you get a lot out of this. Plus, you'll figure out what the heck The Little Mermaid has to do with all this in the first place. So uh, let's start at the top here. First thing I want to mention is when it comes to becoming a playback tech, getting into this, I think it's a whole lot easier to approach this as a guitar player and a playback tech. Uh, I think you're going to have a lot more opportunities if you're a drum tech and a playback tech than if you're just a playback tech. Now, I don't mean just guitar players and drum techs can be playback techs, but what I mean is I think it's harder to just be a playback tech. I think it's a lot easier to be a drummer, a guitar player, a keyboardist, and a playback tech. Or I think it's a a whole lot easier to be a drum tech, a keys tech, a backline tech, and a playback tech than it is just to be a playback tech. So if you're listening to this and this is something you, you really wanna get into, I think the easiest way to get into it is start with one of those disciplines. As a guitar player, start using Ableton Live on stage for tracks. In the band that you're in as a guitar player right now, as a keys player, as a drummer, say, hey, can we start running tracks? What do you guys think about that? That's how I got started. The uh, I started to get into Ableton Live. I really enjoyed it. I've told this story many times on the podcast before, but uh, our drummer, uh, this was when I was in college, uh, our second year, our percussionist didn't come back. We needed some shakers, some tambourine. I said, hey, what if we start using click tracks? I can throw in some click and tambourine, some tambourine and shaker, and we did that, and everyone liked the results. I was a guitar player and a playback tech. Now, back then, we just called it running tracks, but playback tech, right? So I think if you're interested in becoming a playback tech, I don't think it's impossible to just be a playback tech. I know plenty of people that all they do is run tracks. Uh, they're out on the road. They just run tracks. But that is is uh, less common to get started. And I think it's less common just in general now than it is to, again, be a guitar player and a playback tech, a drum tech and a playback tech. Uh, so try that out. Wherever you are, try to add that discipline into your current discipline. And I, I think it's really going to help. Now, next, I want to talk about, again, what The Little Mermaid has to do with being a playback tech. But before I do that, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, do me a favor, hit subscribe. Uh, that's just a way to say thanks. That's a way to say you enjoy the content. Uh, it helps me get a little more money from ad revenue, and it helps the channel grow. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, do me a favor, leave a rating or review. Uh, share this with someone that you think uh, would really enjoy this. It, it definitely, definitely helps. It's a way that you can say thanks and, again, pay me back for this content if it's been beneficial to you. So now let's talk about what the heck Ariel and the Little Mermaid has to do with this. And no, has nothing to do with gadgets and gizmos. If you thought I was going there, I was not. Uh, Number two, the thing that I think is going to help you become a playback tech is to look at the world like Ariel. Uh, In the song from the Little Mermaid, she says, I want to be where the people are. And I think that's the approach we need to take. 
if you want to be a playback tech, you need to be where people that are being playback techs are. Now, that in one way could mean, okay, yeah, move to LA or Nashville, but that's that's actually not what I'm saying here. Now, obviously, it's going to be easier to find someone who runs playback if you move to LA or you move to, to Nashville, but that's not necessarily what I mean. I mean, you need to be where music is being played. Um, uh, when we were discussing on the call, uh, someone was mentioning they're from Indiana, and I said, well, you know, Sweetwater is a great location. You could go hang out at Sweetwater. There's tons of musicians there in Fort Wayne. Um, uh, people from all over the world are coming. That's a place where you could hang out, uh, you know, make yourself known, be a presence there. But it's this, just this idea of being where the people you want to be are. Uh, I borrowed this, this principle from Ken Coleman, who has a book called The Proximity Principle. I'll, I'll link in the show notes of this episode, uh, where he just talks about if you want to become a carpenter, then go hang out with carpenters. If you want to be a musician, go hang out with musicians. That's really what I mean about this. Yes, there is the element of move to LA, move to Nashville. You can be around folks that are doing this. But I think even more than that, um, it, it's just go where the music is. I want to be where the people are, as Ariel says in the song. That's the basic idea here. No matter what town you're living in, no matter where in the world you are, there's a group of musicians somewhere. There's a group of producers somewhere. There's maybe in a group of playback techs somewhere. Go hang out with those people. Uh, go get to know those people. And, and that's that's where you're going to get connections. That's where you're going to make yourself known. Um, that's where you're going to, uh, to, to learn what you need to know to become a playback tech. Number three, this really ties into this. And I'm stealing this completely from my buddy Econa Ravi. And he's told this story many times before. He told it on a previous episode of Behind the Space Bar where he talked about how he got his first playback tech gig was he was just present. He was hanging out. He was helping his girlfriend uh, uh, at the time bring in keyboard cases and haul gear and was just hanging out at rehearsals and just serving and just being someone that was helpful. So again, be where people are. But then while you're there, don't show up like, hey, I'm here for a job. I'm looking for an opportunity, show up, say, I'm here to serve. I'm here to help however I can. Now, there's ways to do that in a way that's uh, creepy. Uh, there's ways to do that in a way that maybe feels like obtrusive and people aren't cool with that. But in general, if you're someone that hangs out and you're a helpful person, you're helping people set up, tear down, and you actually know how to roll cables, you know, maybe that's a point in and of itself. If you want to be a playback tech, learn to roll XLR cables properly. But if, if you want to be doing this, you want to be involved in it, get around people that are doing it, but not get around with the, the goal to get an opportunity. Maybe that's in the back of your mind, but get around just with serving. Uh, you'd be amazed at how many doors are open when you just show up and you serve without any expectation or any want for anything in return. And I think often when you do that, that's when those opportunities pop up, right? When you show up and you're kind of like passing out your business cards and uh, you're being that guy, we'll talk more about that in a moment. And as I mentioned, well, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, you can just hang out and just serve and help people however best you can. Number four, you're hanging out with those people, you're serving. I think one of the most important things you can do is just be a good hang. Now, I said we we're about to get to this. I have an episode of the podcast where I talk about how to network without being that guy. If you listen to that episode, you realize it has nothing to be with being, uh, nothing to do with being a male. Someone got angry with me on Instagram because they didn't listen to the episode and instead just got offended by the title. If you want to be offended by that title, great. I fully support your opportunity to be offended and to be a knucklehead and not actually listen. But in that, I talk about how to to network, how to get your name out there without being someone that goes, oh, 
Here's that girl. Every time she comes around, it's just, hey, I'm, I have this great opportunity. Uh, here's that guy. Every time he comes around, it's, hey, you got any playback jobs? Do you know this? Do you know that? There's there's ways to hang out. Uh, there's ways to hang out with people to just be a good hang, to be someone you enjoy hanging out with. On that episode, I talk about just the idea of being on the road with people, being in a band. You got to realize 95, if not 98% of the time that you're together, you're not going to be playing music. You're not going to be on stage. You're going to be hanging out with people on the bus. You'll be hanging out backstage. You'll be setting things up. You'll be tearing things down when you're absolutely exhausted. You'll be two weeks into a run of shows when you just don't want to talk to anyone. And it's in those moments, that's what gets you and keeps you gigs. It's not your abilities. Yes, your ability will get you in the door, but it's being able to just be a good hang. I, I believe I said this in the episode, but looking back on my career, I can see multiple opportunities where... I stayed in a situation I can continue to get uh, the callback and continue to get opportunities, not because of my ability, not because of my ability as a guitar player, but because I could tell good jokes, because uh, I was just easygoing. I had to learn really early in my career, and this is something I'm trying to teach my kids right now. Um, I was really obsessed with constantly knowing what's next. I had to know every detail of everything. You may be one of these people. Uh, some people are just naturally that way. They don't like surprises. They don't like doing things um, uh, on the fly. And, and that was me initially and very early in my career. And I realized very early on that if I was going to be someone that people wanted to hang out with, if I wanted to be someone that I wanted to hang out with, I was just going to go with the flow. I was not going to be concerned with where the hotel was, when we're getting there, where we're going next. I would just go with the flow. And that literally took, gosh, it took so much work for me to not become someone I wasn't, but I think to become a better version of myself. I realized um, for me to do what I wanted to do, again, to hang out with the people I want to hang out with, to get the opportunities that I wanted to get, um, I had to change a little bit about me. And again, it's not me becoming a different person. It's me becoming a better person. And a big piece of that was me being okay with not knowing what's next and just hanging and just chilling and being a good hang. So I think be where the people are. Do what Ariel says. Two, just serve. When you're there, just serve people. Not expecting anything in return, but just serve. And then next, be able to be a good hang. Again, just be someone that's cool to hang out with cool to have a good time with. Now I've got two more things I want to share. But again, before I do that, just as a reminder, if you're watching on YouTube, hit subscribe. It's your way to pay me back to say thanks for this. Uh, hit the bell icon so you're notified when next week's episode of Behind the Space Fair goes live. And if you're uh, listening on Apple Podcasts, a really big thing you can do is leave a rating, leave a review, share this with someone uh, that you think would enjoy it. Okay, uh, two final things, like I said. Um, be remarkable. And I love the word remarkable because it means you're worth remarking about. It's a really great book. I mentioned a book earlier in the podcast. I'll link to this in the show notes as well too. A really good book by one of my favorite authors, Cal Newport, called So Good They Can't Ignore You. And it comes from a Steve Martin quote. But it's this idea of um, how do you become known for what you're doing? Well, you have to be so good that they can't ignore you. And I shared this with Orville on the call when he asked this question and when he said, how can I you know, get opportunities to play back tech? I, I said, be remarkable, uh, be known for something. Um, you're hanging out in your small town. I'm here in South Carolina now, hanging out in South Carolina. I've got to get around people that are doing music, people that are in the space, producers or whatever. I'm going to serve. I'm going to be a good hang. But then I want to be known for something. Hey, there's Will. That's that guy that, man, he's always willing to serve. He's always willing to hang. And he knows Ableton Live really well. And he's a pretty good guitar player. Um, when you start to do what you're doing and do it really well and people start to notice, 
people will remember and they'll remember those times you served. They'll remember you're a cool person to hang out with and you become remarkable and they'll go, we're going to bring Will in. He's going to run playback for us, run guitar, and you'll be uh, amazed at the opportunities you get. Final thing, uh, and this may be controversial to some, I know some people don't like this, but consider working for free. And I don't mean consider being taken advantage of. Don't say, hey, I'm willing to go out on the road with you and do three month uh, uh, international tour and not get paid. I just mean, hey, if you're working with a local band, go, hey, playback is something I do. Um, I want to do more of it, but I need some opportunities to put on my resume. Could I do playback for you for one show? Now, after that, we'll have to talk about like me getting paid for it. But can I do one show with you guys completely for free? Just show you the opportunities that you could get as a band by using playback and using Ableton for a playback scenario. And most of the time, unless people are just really nervous about it, which they may be, they'll say, yeah, that's great. That's that's awesome. You do it once for free. And if they're hooked, then the next time you go, okay, now we got to discuss me getting paid for this. But, but by putting yourself out there, by uh, doing it for free, one, you're gaining experience. The best way to get good at something is to do it a lot. So you're getting more and more experience because you're doing it for free. And two, again, you're getting your name out there. You're being remarkable. You're being someone that uh, people go, yo, actually, Will did playback for me, and it was really, really great. He did a fantastic job. You should like hire him to do playback. And then that cycle tends to continue and go and go and go and go. So if you want to become a playback tech, that's a couple tips and tricks that I have. Let me know in the comments if you're watching on YouTube uh, what's been the most beneficial thing for you if you already are a playback tech or if you want to become a playback tech. Which one of these are you going to apply and apply right now? Let me know in the comments if you're watching uh, on YouTube, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Again, leave us a rating and review. Uh, We'll see you on the next one. Thanks so much for watching and listening. And uh, take care, everybody. Bye.